sort of measured upon, right? Yeah, and I mean, I have a bit of beef with this a little bit. Beef? Yeah, just because security annoys me in a sense of... Just security. Like, well, don't lock your doors. Security it annoys me. I, it doesn't... <laughs> sorry, let me just rephrase. Security doesn't annoy me just generally. <laughs> lock all your doors, I'm coming for you. Don't lock your doors. No one can stop me. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Cloud Unplugged. This is season two, episode four, and I'm John Shanks. And I'm Jake Shaw. And today we are mixing it up a little bit because we went a bit down the landing zone um, security uh, rabbit hole for a little while. Um, still on that guise um, of obviously cloud delivery, assuming you have a landing zone and those things. Um, or assuming that you've got some level of scale. I think we're kind of still talking about companies like mid, mid-sized mid businesses or enterprises. Um, a question for you, Mr. Kishore. Where were you? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think it's possible, um, given some of the decisions we've been making in the podcast, because yep. some of the comp- there's a lot of complexity... Um, around this stuff, obviously, I remember in previous episodes saying, "Well, is it complex to somebody that understands it?" And you've got the answers. Maybe not as much, but for a business, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made, be it through somebody uh, or a team or whatever. Because of that, do you think it's possible for a business to stay lean um, and deliver in the cloud successfully and support all the different business units accordingly? Yeah, um, good, good question. I, I think. There's probably a lot to unpack there, and I'm gonna maybe slightly answer a different question, which All right, is it's a completely different which question, which is related, which is how does a business stay lean? Um, because obviously, I mean, the answer yeah. to can you stay lean? Yes, of course, of course you are. Uh, of course you can. All right, so you can how, stay lean even though it's complicated. Even though it's complicated, you can stay lean because it's it's up to you how much responsibility to take on and how much you're trying to solve problems that have already been solved right like you're moving to the cloud so already you're staying lean by getting rid of um, um, a massive part of your um, organization that dealt with physical infrastructure as an example so is it possible to do um, uh, application delivery in the cloud in a lean way yes <laughs> now how does an enterprise or a small small to medium business um uh, try to try to do that well it's it's kind of about the services that they're using in cloud and how they use that service those services and the knowledge that they have within the teams um so landing zone just as an example yeah we spoke about a lot of stuff in there and identity and then roles and you know which is like authorization stuff and then ci and yeah. like should ci be like you know now we're doing infrastructure as code what's the access for that thing and actually then maybe don't use the SaaS unless it's got runners that could be local or that the architecture of the ci systems are designed well and obviously for better security posture and hub and spoke for networking and you know isolated cloud accounts for the teams and environments and blah, blah, blah. so there's a lot of things stuff. a lot of buzzwords a lot of stuff <laughs> right a lot of knowledge obviously yeah. that we've got over the years because we've been doing it for so long yeah. but um knowing all of those things it doesn't sound like it is easy simple yeah it doesn't sound like there is it's very easy to stay lean based on those things so i get your you know what you um how you create a landing zone like landing zones are 
a known quantity nowadays, right? Um, you know, you have a lot of uh, companies that still will charge you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds to get you to des- having a landing zone and, and building it in the right way. But you also have, on the flip side of it, you also have like um, uh, organizations that are building those things as All the time. reusable yeah. products that can just give you it yeah. instead of building True. something custom every single time. Yeah. And, um, you know, would are you staying lean in your costs by choosing one of the other? Of course you are. Like the 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 um a decision there is pretty much a no brainer. You're getting the same outcome. It's a landing zone. Um, you're you're making it really easy for a, for a team that you're onboarding in using best practice, isolated accounts, security, all of that kind of stuff. Um, now it's the next bit of of right. I've got a landing zone. How am I delivering my applications? Um, what is that golden path uh, for secure application delivery and how much of that can I outsource, insource, how much knowledge do I need to have around that space to do it well? Um, and some of that is, I guess, based on what decisions you're making for the organization. Like, are you are you allowing the development teams the full um you know the full freedom of choice to do absolutely everything they they want to do in which case you know you're going to end up building something that's potentially unmanageable because you're trying to control all of the different ways of doing those things but if you're being really strict on how um like you know um say making making it so that they're only delivering containers and you're going to orchestrate those containers in a in a way then you've confined um how they're operating and you've put all of the controls in in the right place now what does that mean how do you, how are you going to get like a you know kubernetes clusters or or something like that or something where they can um deploy and get environments um that's the question yeah what, what is the thing that's creating them environments where they can deploy something into i guess so just to pull on what you've said um and this is going to make us sound really biased so i have to be yeah. kind of careful because that isn't the point <laughs> of the podcast but it, it, this is just me being sincere about it actually the most expensive things most of the time not always are usually people yeah and people are time and people plus time equals money yeah right I- so i guess either you're outsourcing and then the money could be higher because it's a service and you're outsourcing that service and there'll be lots to the management of the service plus how they're managing the updates for you and then the skills that they have um so the price point might be way higher because of that obviously not necessarily a bad thing because you might not be able to have it in-house um but then there are things that are a bit more commoditized like you were saying there are products maybe or the solutions off the peg when something's quite specific Mm. right and general bit more general purpose like you were saying a landing zone i mean we've kind of gone through this ourselves Mm. you can kind of make a lot of informed decisions doesn't mean it will be 100 percent right for everyone there's always going to be edge cases um and lots of gotchas of like ah but you know x y and z so you know i suppose the real question is though how it sounds like the first thing to do is probably work out whether you're a, whether you've got a lot of custom requirements or whether you're more general purpose 
and whether those general re those custom requirements are going to manipulate the general purpose ones in a way that makes everybody succumb mm. to the lack of commodity in it now yeah um, or whether you can decompartmentalize, can't speak, um, <laughs> those two things separately. So you can say, actually, 85% of the business isn't unique. Yeah. Just this bit is. We'll treat that separately and that becomes a separate cost. It's funny that you say that, right? Um, I, I see that now a lot with people trying to do hybrid cloud. Um, they end up, you know, um, trying to make public and private cloud look like the same thing. Um, but then you're but the lowest common denominator we, exactly yeah. and the lowest which is the there's lowest no way your on-prem is going to be as efficient as public cloud. that many services exactly that do you exactly. have 300 services yeah, no. on, i mean it's mental <laughs> do you have a man do you have the number of people to support 300 services probably not i have but then you might not need all those services to be fair i mean when you're on you only need three when you're on public <laughs> maybe <cloud>. it's manageable <laughs> when you're on Just database and <laughs> object store <laughs> done <laughs> when you're on um you know private cloud you don't really have services you have people you have like you know richard as a service or peter as a service yeah. or john as a service you know it's not <laughs> but it's the i guess this is what i'm trying to work out just because i think it's interesting to figure out because like you're saying people are the gateway for recognition of cloud yeah or products can be the gateway for the recognition of cloud and if the, there's a risk where unless you're watching the spend closely mm. you could easily sink a huge amount of money right which we see all the time on delivering to the cloud like obscene amounts like in the you know tens of millions mm -hmm. really um if not sometimes hundreds of millions over the years yeah, isn't yeah. it for large large enterprises we have been there seen yeah that. yeah so you know, it doesn't seem like the most cost-effective way to go about something, but it seems to be quite a common approach. Yeah. And I guess how do how does a business watch out for that, so that you like what are the parameters to put in place to kind of help you not fall into that trap where suddenly it's like, well, it started off just being five hundred k, and now it's <laughs> you know fifty mil. I think I think um and this and this is uh you know it relates back to deliver or building anything right once if you're building something and it's not your domain it's not your business domain like that's not what you're trying to specialize in as a business domain then you're not going to do it efficiently and the cost to you to operate that thing that you're building is going to be higher than um taking it from someone that does build those things mm. um so let's say uh even like a a, 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 a really fancy meal right you're not gonna um uh, build a a whole kitchen just to have a fancy meal um you just want your fancy meal so you might go and um get it from a restaurant so there's a some, something a, a service that a restaurant is providing you to give you your fancy meal you don't have to build everything around that you know the operating cost for your kitchen the installation all of that just to get your meal no and most people have a kitchen though i suppose well most people yeah. would have i mean a it's kitchen. A, but we're starting from basic oh, right. levels here no right kitchen. so you don't have a house you don't have a kitchen you're just trying to eat <laughs> yeah i suppose okay i guess though it's a bit though, like i was about to say i profess myself to be quite a good cook i'm just putting <laughs> that out there as maybe other people might profess themselves to be really good at certain other things am i yeah. as good as a chef absolutely not 
um but do i like to think that i'm a good cook probably <laughs> right because right. i've like stuff and i think that is the illusion like you might think to yourself after four hours and you're then halfway in the kitchen yeah, yeah and you're like oh my god literally chopping these vegetables like it's a bad amount there's so many things because most of it's yeah. all of the labor yeah yeah stuff then when you're in it you're like i just wish we went out to eat actually right yeah. but my ego maybe got in the way a little bit and the idea of it and the thought of it was like yeah i'm gonna cook this amazing meal it's gonna be fantastic and you probably only think of what it takes to get that meal you don't think of the energy the um the cleanup afterwards yeah. like all of the things that you have to do around yeah that no to give you the full experience i'm sold on the idea of eating exactly. it yeah yeah because yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? I saw it on tv I just and it looked it. really yeah, good exactly exactly <laughs> um maybe a better example still associated with food might be pizza like not everyone has a pizza oven and you're not going to buy a pizza oven just because you want to eat pizza that day right yeah. that day um so instead of having a kitchen it's that's it's much better so but i suppose in this instance though the cloud they're not just doing it's not a one-off so it's like a continual thing it's a continual exactly. investment they've made yeah and you know so they do there is an element where you could easily fall into the trap by accident of it just the team that needs to support the business that's making those decisions is now the team that needs to grow in line with the business to scale with the cloud so it's almost like a one-to-one -one mm. of like okay well if the demand increases that's not scale though right that to scale with the demand i'm saying not just yeah okay right because the demand's gone up right. internally yeah and now the team to meet that demand has to scale up yeah um but, and that's then not efficient because obviously you're scaling people in relation to the exactly demand. but like the definition so so that's growing growing in line with the business you, you know that in, in in that sense is um it makes sense it's when it's when it's human heavy you're scaling up though the team presumably yeah scaling is used i think incorrectly most times i don't think in this case you surely you're scaling up the team to meet the demand like you would scale up anything to meet demand yeah but um you're or growing if you want to use that term because because scale um is is when you have the same number of resources doing more yeah right well that's economies of scale um yeah i guess economies of scale is when yeah, yeah you have proper economies of scale you yeah. have the same number of resources because you didn't need more but, people yeah but yeah. when you have just growth in a business, growth in a business isn't necessarily um, efficient because you, you're now growing everything almost at the same level, which kind of implies that you're not doing it to meet the same scale or getting true economies of scale in, in that way. Does that make sense? Kind of. I think they're, yeah. I think they're different terms. I think like yeah. getting economies of scale is one thing. I think yeah. scaling you know like application oh, yeah, scale yeah. right sure they yeah, scale yeah. up and they scale down yeah. you don't say that's not scale that's yeah, growing yeah. yeah um it is that's true scaling yeah, yeah. um and yeah you can scale people too are you getting the economies of scale no no i yeah. guess then then that's the problem so i think the business could be scaling the demand mm -hmm. as in like the increase of demand sure the team has to underpin that demand is there economies of scale within how that team's set up so that it can basically not increase the cost. The footprint of right? the team. Yeah, yeah, of that team to yeah. meet the demand like multiple times over. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure 
whether people even think about that mm. at the beginning because most of the time that team's quite detached to a point they're just from cost yeah from cost yeah. or from like you know it's just it's oh, i don't know it's like kind of like an expected thing somehow i think that's the thing that like people just seem to expect to spend a lot of money on those <laughs> things maybe i'm not sure um but it does seem weird that it's not like you'd want it to be lean and as cost efficient as possible it's funny because it sort of ties back to the very first episode when we were talking about how you're measuring teams and devops and you know all of that kind of stuff cost wasn't even a factor cost is not a factor it's yeah. never a factor is it no it's like how long does it take to recover yeah, yeah. what's your change rate exactly. like how fast do you know what i mean how, how fast did you get to production how that's all you measured on does it cost you yeah um, then you're doing to, it well yeah yeah exactly. so it cost you eight bazillion pounds yeah, yeah. so long as those four <laughs> things are that crazy yeah it's a little bit crazy in that sense because it's a it, i guess that's at the engineering level of what you've implemented as opposed it's to like how much sunk, it costs some, so, well if you're an engineer then you're probably not thinking of it because it's a sunk cost. You like you are there. You've got a job. You know the business. Well, yeah, has you're a not cost, there to worry about right. Exactly. The cost's not, not your responsibility, is it? I guess. If you're an engineering manager, then you've got a bit more, but you might yeah. not have control of that budget. Yeah. But if you're a head of department, you certainly do. Yeah. Um, but then they're a bit detached from. They might be a bit detached from the outcome. Um, that's being like and weighing that up. So. My department cost me this much. This is how much they've achieved in this time and how that is growing. Um, yeah. Well, it's actually different because we spoke about this before. There's usually three buckets. There's the cost of delivering it right now, yeah. like implementation cost. There's the maintenance cost, yeah. which might still require a lot of domain knowledge, depending on how complex the thing is. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you can't really have that team has to remain because they understand it the, the most. Yeah. And then you have a support cost which is like, and that could be the same team sometimes. Sometimes so it could be a separate team, but it's a budget so in itself. Delivery, maintenance, isn't maintenance. It can be bundled support. together sometimes. I'm so not saying it's always, but I mean, the cost of maintaining that thing might not be the same cost as the number of tickets coming in to support it. Yeah, fair. Upgrades, patching, that type of stuff. Maybe yeah. it's auto patching, maybe it's auto grading. Yeah. I don't have a maintenance cost if it's all... I'm, I'm, I kind of think of it as slightly separate. So, like, there's an initial cost, which could be like a build cost. Yeah, build, um, yeah. Uh, and then you have a, a cost to just support what you've built. Um, and that is like the, you know, the upgrades, patching, all of that kind of stuff of the software. But then presumably your thing has users. So now you have a kind of front facing user cost um to how you know more de getting more demand because then you've got like you've any, any one of those things could be more uh could be cheap or expensive yeah like um the build you, you might put a lot of that upfront um cost into build so that you are what maintaining you that run cost yeah exactly so um, what you ended up building yeah could also be very expensive to maintain yeah, exactly, exactly and could yeah. also be very complex to support to onboard your new users yeah. on and all of that kind of which stuff. may exactly. which may be worth it i right based on where like where you were and what mm. you've managed to achieve yeah. but i think you know nowadays i'd say that there's probably more efficiency possible you know, like the industry's moved on. Oh, definitely. Um, Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, exactly. There's, there are just more efficient, cheaper ways to do things. Like like we were saying earlier with, um, uh, you know, um, 
SSL certificates and or like you know, web, doing, yeah. website hosting. Even, even, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like that. Do I need a web dev to host my website? Maybe not. I've got so, so yeah. many kind of commodity services, both in terms of product and like service that we get from places where it's just like, okay, yeah, it's cheaper for you to make me a pizza and I can buy it for five pounds rather than me getting a, yeah, getting, getting all the, the stuff uh, and the time and energy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Don't do it. Don't make your own pizzas, people. Like, go to Pizza <laughs> Express. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that it's a funny one because it's a tricky because the things we were saying, it's a hard. I think the right thing, the answer has to be you need to put the right, like, expectations and governance in place at the beginning mm. so that you're measuring stuff fairly off on the offset. I yep. don't, from my experience, it's it's that's quite an advanced way to think yeah exactly, exactly. and you'd have to have gone on the journey probably already and really understood it to think in that way um to realize like the pitfalls that could happen i guess know. you know if you're because because nowadays um everything is usage based right like the the common pricing strategy for for most things is usage based yeah. right cloud is usage based sure there might be an initial cost for you to like have start having those conversations and and do things commercially but one thing that isn't really massively usage based is people <laughs> like once you've hired those people you have those people yeah. right you've now got a duty to those people and everything else so like you could you know be a bit bold and try something buy something that is specializes in this space and 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 maybe it will meet your requirements or you can feed into that thing to to make it meet your requirements rather than buying people mm. to build from scratch to do something with that might maybe meet your requirements but then you have a massive cost to maintain yeah. forever um yeah because it's a trick it's a tricky thing because the cloud's a platform in itself yeah however it's got no real opinions right and there's loads of services mm. and to support lots of different businesses they can't afford to have loads of different opinions yeah so then you need to have opinions on on that on those things inside of your business and some of the businesses if not most can roughly have roughly the same requirements like we kind of went through everything totally. today so yeah. in theory the cloud vendors because of the level of scale they're at might not be able to make those decisions for you mm. because they've got such a variety of sizes of businesses however there are sensible decisions that you can just make that'll just make your life easier like we just kind of did on the previous podcasts um but then you also need someone to help recognize all of that value, mm. which means then you need to hire somebody. Um, and then you're not going to be sure, like, is there a vision or a strategy for yeah. this? Right. So it's like, because at the moment, the vision's cloud. It probably just stops there, right? It, so, like, you deliver on that vision once and it's not like. Yeah, but that's it. They might not need of it. They might not feel maybe. like they need a vision for the delivery of cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, I didn't know it. Like, I've gone to the cloud. We've got apps, mm. apps, cloud, <laughs> just smush. You know, yeah. People <laughs> will just come in and make this work. Join these yeah. two things together yeah. so that I can get it, get what I want, which is like, see, then you hire. And then it's like, well, you know, a bit like a builder. Hmm, this is quite complicated. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, looking around, making notes. This wall will need to come down. Yeah. And you ask for this. And then you're like, oh my God, this is really like way more than I thought it was going to be. Um, so it is difficult, I think, but there definitely are, I think you're right, there definitely are much more alternative routes than always having to scale people in relation to it nowadays. And I think the building, buying thing has been a paradigm 
throughout forever for like literally forever like yeah pe- people used to you know um even build like pci and all of those things right that that used to be and still is to a certain degree massive but now you can just outsource your payment information to a service and then you don't have to deal with that headache yeah. like now it's just paid for paypal that's exactly yeah. why it exists yeah so well paying all the other ones. Yeah, yeah exactly so it's just like um like it feels like we've you know in 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 our thinking evolved a little bit to know um that there are services out there um that deliver a really fixed um a solution to something that you can just go and use and it's mm. more efficient to use it in that way because it's usage based than having to build it yourself once you've built something you've got to maintain just it. got to maintain it and then the risk of not maintaining it properly um and not you know uh, meeting kind of user needs constantly is just so high it's yeah, just like it it's is. so high and I don't to keep on top understand. of the industry the way that it moves exactly it's like that team needs to be r and d in yeah right yeah working out ahead of all the other teams like how much more efficient ways of delivering with exactly. the way you've implemented plus now managing maintaining and supporting user research what you've just done product yeah. management yeah because r&d essentially it's an internal patch. product isn't oh, it totally, in exactly. some degree yeah definitely or internal services wrapped with lots of weird custom things trying to be a product yeah. but isn't necessarily seen to be a product um so yeah so you end up in the like the kind of common platform teams but then they're not necessarily proper platforms all the time they're like kind of just strung together yeah maybe ways like basically stringing together bits of automation around other things yeah it's who they're built by yeah you know i I guess i've got a little bit of a bias opinion yeah because it's it's kind of we it's kind of where we've come from right like um and and i'm i am you know that uh you know role as well i have been in, in the past where um devops type people they they come in and we are used to stringing things together. We're solving problems. Solving, yeah, totally. You come in to solve a problem. Hundred percent. We're solving. And you see the problem. Yeah. You use your knowledge. You look at the industry, and you solve the problem. Exactly. And that's what you do. Yeah, you're solving the problem, um, but the way that you're solving the problem is normally by by putting things together. I.e., other people have solved problems, and you're going to solve the overall problem for the for the business by putting all of those things together. Now there are and 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 that might some you know evolve 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 um but those things that you have to put together there's now solutions that make it really efficient um where they've solved it like git take github or gitlab as an example um source um uh, version management um used to be completely separate from ci and cd now together simplified a lot of things Mm. you don't have to combine those things and that's now buy yet another product buy yet another product for someone to to go and string together to to solve a business problem which just buy a thing because it solves it all Mm. so just like that there are like operating in cloud there are definitely things that you can buy that have those things bundled together that you can just get the outcome really quickly yeah um but also when because it was just rain back a bit the people that come in to solve those problems they're looking at each problem as it surfaces a lot yes. of the time yeah right and to have stepped back 
and then sort through where you're probably going to end up ahead of time and then come up with a vision mm. to protect the business so it is going to be more cost effective and it is going to be secure um, and it will be able to give me economies of scale with a team or whatever is important from a business objective and it could be like plethora of different things but very very rarely happens in a team like that because they're being more reactive to the decisions made somewhere else and then are dealing with the problems as they're servicing and then making tactically strategic decisions to a degree like mm. and then kind of just iterating along with the iterations that they're surrounded by using industry tools that they're surrounded by yeah and so there isn't necessarily a vision it's yeah. just a way of working um that's, yeah exactly and that's that can be once. really yeah could be really yeah. inefficient yeah could be really expensive yeah. could be really insecure like you know there are principles that try and prevent it obviously like we mentioned but um unless you've thought about what you want from the teams that are going to enable you then yeah you'll just end up that's just what, exactly what will happen mm. because it's designed that way and it's no one's fault because that's the ask it started, right? yeah it's yeah, just exactly. how it's yeah. how you begin on the yeah. journey that's what you start with and you get someone in and then they'll be like, actually, can you also help with the hiring someone else? And then exactly. they go and get someone they used to work with maybe or whatever kind of goes on. And then, low, you know, fast yeah. forward a few years, you then like... Do people even like, because, you know, like, like you were saying, it's kind of, you have to, you build a team and sometimes you build a team by accident to solve a problem that you didn't think that you would be trying to solve. Yeah. And to solve those problems well, you know, like you kind of um, touched on there, you have to have a lot of different skill sets. Yeah. And constantly be doing the, like, user research, product management. Industry know, to, knowledge, like, in, yeah. yeah. industry Where knowledge. Where the market's going. Everything. Everything yeah. all the time. And. Yeah, that costs. That, it's that huge. It's huge. And. Cost. And the time taken The to time do and it. the ability inside, like, to retain that person yeah. that can do that is probably highly unlikely. God, in this environment. Yeah, because it'd be worth a fortune. Yeah. If they can navigate a business to some really good place. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't. I think there's products and tools out there that's just been sensible about which ones drive the most value or ROI, basically. It's like, yeah. what's going to give me the return on investment here? Do I not need to scale up the team as much? Do I can I move just as quick because it's already done? Like there's a load of work. It's never there's no one product that solves all problems, course, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So you have to look at each thing you're trying to do slightly independently and then doing a bit of an investigation to like, is there already a leg up mm. in this? Um, is what I'm doing gonna actually meet demand and scale if I anticipate there to be? Is the way of working conducive for the scale that I might hit and the demand that I might hit? You know, and those things you kind of have to look at um, before you go too far because then you have to revise. That's kind of um, like what the, you know, uh, cloud center of excellence, enterprise architecty type role is. Does it fit the business and its needs and its uh, potential scaling um, mm. with that requirement, you know, with that with that thing? Um, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then in, in terms of like... Um, how it sort of um evolves over time how it's measured um the we touched on it briefly in the last episode but like security of the thing that you've built um that's never something that necessarily gets baselined and then constantly sort of measured upon right yeah and i mean assessed. i have a bit of beef with this a little bit 
brief. Yeah, just because it annoys me. <laughs> I could have to just say it. It annoys security. Annoys me in a sense of just security. Like, well, don't it, lock your doors. Security it annoys me. Like, it doesn't. Sorry, let me just rephrase. Security doesn't annoy me just generally. <laughs> lock all your doors. I'm coming don't for lock, you. Don't lock your doors. No one can stop me. <laughs> um, I think it being a post-event thing frustrates me. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm going to attach a thing that's going to tell me everything that, that everyone's mm. done wrong, and to then not go and be like, well, clearly whatever it is you just delivered didn't work, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why are we pretending that it was all really good, <laughs> yeah, but it clearly yeah. wasn't? Because if it was yeah. really good, unless it's a security thing and everyone said you're just attaching it as a bit of an insurance policy, great, fine, makes sense, right? Check the things when they happen. Just that insurance policy, I need it. I need to know those things. I get it when it's used in that sense. But given some of the like flex error reports and security being the biggest challenge, oh, like the highest course. challenge, and then the, all like the market on these security products, is definitely telling you that cloud delivery is not going well, yeah. right? It just isn't going well, right? Which then begs the question of like, who's doing it? How are we Why? delivering yeah, it? Needs exactly. looking at yeah. because clearly it's slightly flawed. There's no yeah. point pretending. Like if the data wasn't there, fine. And if everyone's like putting in external products and they're like, yeah, good job, well 100% done, hundred percent secure, yeah. no worries. But you know full well that somebody, the security team is like, I don't have a Scooby Doo. Yeah. How any of this has happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like Joe Bloggs has left, and so and so left. It's always Joe Bloggs. I know it's always Joe Bloggs. Yeah. I know. I bet there is a Joe Bloggs out there <laughs> yeah. as well. Damn what, my this? name. Exactly. <laughs> so I definitely need to change my name. Um, but and so they're gonna look and they're be like, look, look I, I have no idea whether we're in a secure position or not. We need to get something right. The risk is too high. Yeah. Nobody can tell me the answers of how we've actually done security in the delivery. I've got no way of looking to see like there's you know there's like different every time I speak to somebody and ask questions it's really hard work to get the answers and I've got lots of projects that have delivered and herein lies the thing around bloody being scaling properly exactly. in a consistent way and making sure these requirements come in because you can't wait until you've delivered and spent loads of money and then be like oh well we're gonna have to spend some more we money got, we because we got to check this thing yeah exactly yeah we've got to check it all now and it's cost us loads it. but yeah. yeah and then we've got to try and somehow fix it and even though how we're working is wrong isn't working yeah. from, to begin with yeah. so it's like so what are we fixing it with oh you know just policy as code yeah. what that's not it's, a fix yeah exactly do you know what i mean that's not a proper nuts. fix it's a part of a fix yeah. you know and it's it's a it's a principle it's a standard it's not a solution mm. so it does get me a bit annoyed when people just don't call it out and you're just like clearly can we just agree it's a problem I'm not saying that everyone's doing a bad job that yeah. it's really bad and you know but there's clearly enough of a problem there for the reports and the data to tell us that there's a problem. I mean, it's just fact on. factual. I mean, can't, yeah. So can we just, we just need to have the right conversation to fix it because it's clearly not working right. And that's what I'm trying to do, I suppose, with the questioning is yeah. it is a very tough problem to solve. Mm. And, I, and therein lies the issue. It's not like magical, there's it, your answer. But there are solutions and things trying to address it. And it's like, you don't have to solve it all. This. And there's and there's multiple ways of solving it, right? Like just before we started, we were talking about how people are kind of um, uh, getting to cloud and delivering applications, and you know, people. If you're if you're just like creating a website um, for your company, 
you don't have to build a website from scratch from code you can use something like wordpress or wix yeah. or something like yeah. that right so you're already space all those yeah things, exactly yeah. so you're already getting to cloud in some way in a way that makes sense for the size and scale of your business um but kind of by accident because you're just using a service you know that that service is on cloud but you know you're, you're, you're doing it so um uh just just like you know if you're trying to move to to um, public cloud really what you just want to do is figure out a way to deliver fast like cost effective Secure, securely and you know with the right flexibility to allow your organization to move with its requirements over time yeah right then you're going to go to public cloud um but who's going to build it for you how are you going to get there you know what yeah. are you going to buy exactly that's it's the problem nuts. isn't it yeah it's, that's the problem because there's like nuts. 50 different million ways to do it 100 um some of them are quite common but again those things i think are fine but the tools mm. they're tools and people it's a tool and people industry in that space which means it doesn't have economies of scale for that yeah. reason yeah uh, it's not designed for it it was yeah. designed to solve a problem for that persona it wasn't designed to solve a business problem yeah right those tools fine it's, it's fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah those tools were designed to make that person's life easier that was delivering for the cloud yeah um totally different proposition but then it's like but actually if i do want economies of scale with the people then what are my answers and i think that's another lens that you kind of have to question and there are things out there i know we're not gonna i don't want to bias the podcast too much or like reference lots of other companies with people but yeah. i think the answer is you know you should make sure you're really hitting on what's important to you in the business early yeah um and then go and do the research you've got to find your way to the solution you've got to find your way to the solution yeah exactly and then you've got to also make sure that you set caps on some industry benchmarks like yeah what's the ratio we should be aiming for for the mm -hmm. delivery teams to this central team if it is central or if it's not central what's the ratio of the number of people that can support the number of projects at once yeah um you know what's sitting behind those people what exists in the industry to set that up how do i get the right behaviors of that team that's what i was just gonna that's say downstream do yeah. this does this person have to keep communicating backwards and forwards between everybody what happens when we're three years down the line you know am i gonna have a big maintenance cost what's the total cost of ownership of all that's been delivered and i think they're all the right questions to ask early exactly because then you can make informed decisions on what, like what you want to do and it might be that you spend loads of money on people and what if you've like scaled up your team to meet some demand but then your business changes and you don't have to meet that same demanding again you still yeah. don't have to meet that demand right so do you are you allowed to like just re remove people from your team yeah like, how that, does that what happens work? if that's, it changes yeah, yeah that, and then you've got all that headache exactly that's like the, yeah, the cost the other of change is huge flip side isn't yeah. it and then you might be that you're trapped because you're like well exactly this system's supporting like we might not have grown anymore yeah but it's supporting like i've now hired 10 people yeah and they're capable of supporting i don't know you know a thousand apps or whatever yeah, exactly right? like, then you're like well now apps. You kind of have to pay <laughs> these people anyway yeah, yeah, because yeah, of the yeah. cost yeah, exactly. of what's being delivered so it's not commodity and it's not mainstream it's not off the yeah, shelf exactly i don't go to another company and just get like some additional i don't know vcpu yeah. tax yeah right it's like a tax on something because that's how exactly. they charge but i get support they yeah. own the technical risk exactly that um you know and delivery of it instead i own it all now as a mm. business every little thing that we've done i now maintain and own it's just Nuts. it is i think it was fine a fair few years ago when it wasn't as complicated, but well, I, I just feel like it's got this 
what you've got to do now in the landscape to meet those needs of the things that we spoke about for the business means you have to really think about commoditization now. Mm. Whereas before, I don't feel like you had to as much because, hey, people didn't have loads of accounts. But, Do you know I, what I mean? Years ago, it's exactly, like that yeah. wasn't even really a thing people would say, yeah. in which case you kind of were sharing. Yeah. But also, there wasn't even really audit that much <laughs> when we started. It wasn't even a service, right, yeah. properly. Um, and when it was, it was kind of in the account. And then later on, it was out the account. And so it's like the things cloud has evolved. progressed. Yeah, things have evolved massively to support the scale of the market overall. Mm. Um, and the opinions of the market overall. Yeah. Because that's the thing that has enabled... Like that's the reason that those services now exist. The opinions were that, hey, it's not good to have shared accounts. We need to go and, you know, you need to have isolated accounts, right? Yeah. Great, great opinion, great um, uh, standard to have. Shit, how do we do that thing? Yeah. <laughs> how do we make those accounts? Which people exist? did do, yeah. but it was really like, automated manual i think from memory automated manual yeah as in like (laughs) there's a level of automation that can happen after you've done it all manually first oh right i'm just i mean i'm gonna run a script that does something well yeah versus buying a product yeah yeah already automated but there's nothing manual to do yes right so but when it's internal it's like right well we're going to automate eventually yeah but first of all, I need to write all this stuff yeah. before we then can automate and around all that stuff. Test it. And then and test it, it, it works. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's like, is that, Make it's not automated the out the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of manually automated. That's what I call it. It's a bit of a bad term. <laughs> a bit of oxymoronic. Northerns, but, they, yeah. always, they always make contradict something each together. Other. <laughs> well, I do is just contradict myself the entire time. It's like, say one thing, but mean something completely different. Uh, uh, I'm an automatic manual type of yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. You know? so exactly. Things come very manually yeah. automated to me. It's <laughs> like, this is the way I work. Um, oh, brilliant. And but, I, yeah, yeah, go on. So anyway, I guess we haven't really massively solved this problem i don't think i I mean we tried our best but it's a complicated it's a complicated thing the you know tldr the the things to look out for when um kind of starting to own a domain is how much it's really going to cost you how effective you're going to be and how quickly you can be effective yeah and and trying to do that with uh, a lens of the initial the initial thing to solve the the business problem and then over um you know the time that that solution is going to be alive for yeah and um, if you do outsource those things because they do have the experience and you don't yeah then tell them to tell it tell you well how long does it normally take you to do this repeatable thing that exactly. you always do yeah because it should be short if you're doing it all the time yeah. and if you're in this like well it depends <laughs> it's going to depend on your business the end of that you just think okay you're being sold <laughs> exactly no you know does it depend yeah. i mean obviously there are like, i think the art is to say just give me your general purpose thing first yeah exactly and then we'll have a then we'll have a conversation about what's custom to us yeah but at least then you can like time box the commodity aspect of it to not fall into the trap of yeah understand what the success metrics yeah are. exactly really simple. then like yeah. break it down and don't fall into like the oh well it's going to cost us like all this because we we need unique things yeah exactly. um it's like they're the things that shouldn't like they will cost but you can deal with those things separately but anyway 100 percent cool right well bit of a ramble and obviously had a bit of a rant yeah and loads of oxymoronic terms i think that's the most uh, passionate we've seen the automatic manual john shanks over here (laughs) um cool we'll stay tuned and we'll be back in our next episode i'm not sure what we're going to talk about but we'll 
come up with a topic Figure and it out share it. If you have any topics you want to hear us talk about or you disagree, obviously, again, feel free to reach out. Great to uh, speak to you again. Bye. Bye. Bye.